Welcome to The Author's Journey with number one international best-selling author and in-demand publisher, Rebecca Hall Greider. Today, we'll showcase the works of an amazing best-selling author, find out the story behind their book, and explore ways to bring your message powerfully forward. Now, here's your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. Welcome, everyone. I hope that you're having an amazing day. Excited and thrilled to have you joining us on The Author's Journey, where we talk with best-selling authors and we pull back the curtains, have candid conversations to really explore what is it like to have this idea of a book birthed in you, to lean in, to be resilient, because it takes resilience to bring it forward and launch it, share it with the world in such a way that it becomes a bestseller or above. Today, our amazing guest is both a number one international bestselling author, as well as an expert in resilience. So I know we have a lot that we're going to be able to learn from her around what it takes to bring a book forward, as well as pick her brain on tips and insights to help us in our own resilience and living in a day-to-day basis, because it does take courage. It does take continuing to mindfully, purposely choose to move forward. So excited to have you all joining us today, and I want you to get the most out of our time together. To do that, I'm going to invite you to choose to be fully present, not multitasking, (laughs) but fully present. Really give yourself the gift of this time to connect, to receive, and to discover what's being birthed within you as you lean into the conversation. So extra credit bonus opportunity, I encourage you to have a paper and pen ready where you can capture ideas, insights, ahas, things to help you actually take actionable steps based on our conversation today. And take a breath in through your nose, all the way to your toes. Feel it stretch your lungs. And as all that beautiful oxygen comes through and pours throughout your body, And I find when I keep breathe like that, mindfully and purposely, not only does it feel good and it's expanding and stretching and it brings oxygen everywhere I need it, it also helps me become present, slow down a little bit, become more mindful and aware. And I want you to be aware and mindful and open so you can receive everything that is here for you today. So have that paper and pen ready. It is my privilege and honor to introduce our amazing guest, Julie Lawson. She is a number one international best-selling author, entrepreneur, CEO of Reigns Institute, a leadership development and coaching firm. She has worked with more than 3,500, so more than 3,500 leaders and managers to build resilience and leadership skills, empowering them in those areas. Her background includes serving as a nonprofit executive for over 20 years, including executive director for the Association of the VA Hematology and Oncology, the Crime Advocacy Center, the Missouri Supreme Court Commission on Racial Ethical Fairness, and the Women's Foundation of Greater, I'm just trying to read, of Greater St. Louis, and is nationally recognized for her expertise in victimology, emotional intelligence, and resilience. She is passionate about helping you live in a powerful, empowered 
and resilient way. Please lean in. Warmly welcome the powerful, dynamic, and resilient Julie Lawson to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. (laughs) Thrilled to have you here. And I'm just thrilled as I know that there are so many directions that you can be pulled during the season, especially after your book has launched and it's been received so powerfully. So it truly is an honor to be able to connect in with you and have this moment to reflect back on the journey a little bit. But before we get into that, I wanted to start with why. Why is this work around resiliency and empowering managers and leaders in this way personally so important to you? Sure. Well, it started actually uh, about 25 years ago, and Mm -hmm. that was when I I first started working with victims, uh, well, actually in social services and then later with victims of of crime and violence. But I noticed, you know, really from the beginning, both of my own experience and with with who I was working with, that there were characteristics that were sort of make or break for us. And those characteristics were the same, no matter what the circumstances were that got us down to begin with, whether it was something as, as awful as, as a, you know, experience with crime or violence or something a little easier, maybe um, having trouble on the job or, um, you know, or, or something like bankruptcy, which is just as catastrophic in a different way. And, but no matter what it was, no matter what the background was of the person that I was talking to, these same characteristics kept rising. And mm. I just sort of tucked it away in the back of my mind and paid attention to it and thought, huh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> And kept living my life. And, um, but it became more important to me, I think, in two ways. First, as I was working on my own healing from a variety of, of things, as we all are every day, and, and also as I was helping others heal, particularly when I was working uh, with victims of crime and violence, that I needed to have those things at my fingertips. I needed to understand how to guide people, what kind of information to give them to pull out those inner resources that they had. And and that's when I, I started getting a little more serious about it and thinking, okay, I need to catalog this, you know. And so it was sort of a catalog in my brain for a while. Then I started working with leaders. I got out of working in social services and in with leaders, and the same things were happening and the same tools were what they used. And I thought, mm. okay, there's something to this. And, and it became, I think, imperative when I started seeing the world really sort of breaking down when it came to resilience. It just seemed that more people were depressed and anxious than ever. We had uh, high, high rates or, and climbing rates of suicide, and I thought, now's the time. Now's the time that I need to share what I know and what many people know, but, but only those who really think about resilience as a, as a subject matter. I need to share that with people. I need them to understand that, that we can do this. It's just you have to understand the components, the ingredients, if you will, to what makes us a truly resilient person. And, and that was when I think that little inner, inner writer in me said, done, we have to do this. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, a pandemic helps. It, it gives you nowhere to go for a little while. <laughs> so, um, and so, those, you know, all the, all the things came together perfectly, and, and I sat down and started writing. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, one, I love that you recognized through your experience and journey this pattern. You kept noticing these characteristics. And then 
it became present and pressed upon your heart to really start to put this together and help people in these areas, these things that you've recognized, help them build the skills. And then with the pandemic, maybe not being able to travel and go around as much, you know, created this great writing opportunity (laughs) to um, really get those thoughts together and bring them to the world. So I love that that has come together. You've leaned in to bring your book forward. I'd love for you to share the title of your book and um, what you hope it does and helps people with. Sure. It's, it's called Warrior Principles, and, and subtitle is, is Harnessing the Power of Resilience, but Warrior Principles is, is the overall goal, which is that there are seven principles that we have that, you know, they are these common themes that I've seen for, for 25 plus years that I've been, I've been researching and studying this. And they are those non-negotiables, if you will. In other words, we need these, these seven principles. If we can follow those, we can build a resilient life, and, and I would argue, um, proved to me it can't be done because <laughs> I haven't <laughs> known anybody who's done all seven that it can't be done. And what I hope that will bring to people is a sense of hope that there mm-hmm. is a way for us to to be able to build with the right tools and the right resources to build a really hopeful life for ourselves and to not give up and feel like we don't have the resources or the, the way forward. And then also Beautiful. to remind us that we inherently have what we need within us. And mm. I think we don't give that anywhere near as much power as we should. All of us have inherently within us or very close next to us and the people that we love what we need to, to build the right life that for ourselves and to live that best life. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate it. Excited about your book. And this book was released earlier this year, became a number one international bestselling book in the U.S. and Canada. It hit over 31 bestselling categories, including ranking number one in three of those. So really powerful impact, powerfully received. And to me, it's a testament to you saying yes to the right timing, listening to that prompting, bringing the book forward and doing it in such a way it really connects with and serves people powerfully. So I celebrate that. I'm excited for you. We are getting ready to go to our first commercial break. And as we do that, listeners, I want you to think about some of the journey that Julie has shared. So noticing patterns, noticing things, and then feeling compelled to do something about that. And taking that opportunity where we had this time where we got to slow down, go within to write and bring that forward. And I'm curious, as we go into our first commercial break, what's birthing within you? What patterns have you noticed on your journey? What are you feeling that urgency to start to bring forward? So enjoy these two minutes with curiosity, see what's bubbling up, and we'll continue our conversation in just two minutes. a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. 
Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes, and I hope you took a moment to feel in and see what is birthing in your heart. What are you noticing? What patterns are you discovering? What can you bring forward to help and make a difference? What are you feeling that call to start sharing information, story, wisdom, perspective? Those are things that make a really big difference. And I believe when those have been planted in your heart, there's a reason. There, It's because that information is needed, not someday, but now. And one of the things I love about what Julie shared is that she felt compelled to bring this forward, that she saw such a need for this type of information that she leaned in to bring it forward and share it with the world. And so I'd love to just touch, explore that a little bit. So you had this idea, you notice these patterns over time, then the pandemic, and then you notice all of the ways that people were struggling, how much they needed this information. How did you go from idea, noticing, I want to make a difference to actually bringing the book forward. So the idea, the someday to now, how did you do that? What are some of the key things you did to bring it forward? Sure. I think one thing is is true, I think, of, of most authors, and that is that urge doesn't go away. Mm. So it just sort of keeps tapping you on the shoulder. And that's what was happening with me. And it was the convergence of all of the things that, that I saw going on around me that said, okay, now is the time. Mm-hmm. And I think also the, that inner voice, in contrast to that saying, if not now, when? <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just do it. And so I finally had to get out of my own head and out of my own uh, drafts, if you will, and, and, and course outlines and all these things and say, I just got to put pen to paper. Mm-hmm. And I started blocking off time to do that and said, you know, I'm going to give myself a deadline, and if it's not done by then, it's not getting done. And I think that scared me enough because I knew how badly I wanted to write it, and it scared me enough to to get me to sit down and, and to start typing and to really, really give it some concentration and some focus. And and so it was through long-focused sessions that I, I was able to start that process, and it started with outlines and moved from there. I love that. Just taking some notes. I think this is so brilliant what you're sharing. And I love if not now, when, and the power of a deadline, you know, really holding yourself accountable, setting a (laughs) deadline is so powerful for ourselves and others. So I I love that. Those are some really, really great tips. And, And I'm curious on that way with those deadlines, those long concentrated times of writing and bringing it forward and building from outlines, were there surprises along the way, either in publishing or launching things that you just didn't know until you knew (laughs) anything you discovered along the way? You know, it's funny people, when I talk to other writers, they talk about the writer's block and they, you know, all the things we expect to have happen. So the the writer's block, or you get in and you, you write a bunch of stuff and then you realize that wasn't what you meant. And so you wanted to edit. I had the opposite experience. I, I think I spent so much time in my head that when I sat down and started writing, it just flowed. Mm. And I was shocked at how easily it, it flowed. And, and again, that may be a testament to just how long I sat on all of this and thought about it. But, um, but it, was, it was really interesting to me that, that it could flow that easily. And not to say there weren't edits. There certainly were and pieces that I took out and then you know, went back and added something else in. But overall, 
it was just flow. And I hadn't experienced creative flow like that in a very long time. And so it Mm -hmm. was a very empowering process in that way. Beautiful. Well, I love that because you're right. That's not everybody's experience. It's such a a unique journey. But I love that obviously you were ready. (laughs) It was flowing. It was time. It was coming. And and was able to brought forward. So you wrote your your first draft. You got all of that content, all of that information, all of those outlines together, ready to go, and then um, brought it forward. So, what are some of the next steps you took? I'm just thinking for any of our writers or potential writers out there, it's great for them to know what's next after I write. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so after I wrote, of course, there's editing. You know, and I, I did I did probably sweep through it six. 12, 20 times, I'm not sure. <laughs> it was a lot. So, you know, just keep rereading your writing and, and take off time in between to do that. So give it a week. You know, don't just give it a couple of days. Give it a full week, a good, maybe even two weeks. Then go back, sit down with a fresh perspective and read it again and say, does this still resonate? Uh, and, and am I happy with what I wrote? Is it complete? Is it the whole picture I wanted to paint? And, mm-hmm. and then after that, once that piece was done, and that, that to take some time, that took probably three or four months for me to really to really process through what, what I, making sure that I was saying what I wanted to say and that everything I wanted was in there. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it, it went on to, you know, I self-published and so, or, you know, and worked with a, a firm to do that. And so then it was learning about all of the pieces that go into that. And there's way more than I thought, you know, things like cataloging it and, and uh, working with a, a professional group of people who helped with cover design and thinking through what, what do, what's my image? You know, we talk about branding all the time, and I was terrified. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the book should look like. So all of those pieces came next, but they were all really exciting because now you have finished the writing process, and, and the, big, the big monster that was standing in front of you is out of the way, which is the fear of, of actually writing it. And, and that's when the exciting stuff really starts to happen, and all the pieces fall together. I love that. And I love that you leaned in to get help. Like you didn't try to do all those steps on your own. You got support on it and brought in experts to help you. And yeah, that branding in the cover can be very daunting (laughs) and intimidating. And how am I showing up in the world? And I love how you brought it together. And I think your cover is beautiful. And um, there's there's an image on it that can be interpreted in different (laughs) ways. I'd love for you to tell people about that a little bit. And I know that was very deliberate. Mm -hmm. It was, it was very intentional. It is. So if you look at it, it depends on who's looking at it. Some people say it looks like a warrior helmet, which of course makes sense. It's warrior principles. And so that's, Mm -hmm. that's where your mind goes. And it's a little bit of a, of a, a trick to your brain. But if you really look at what it is, it's a penguin. And everybody (laughs) says, what in the world? What has that got to do with warriors? But the penguin is actually the most resilient animal in the world. And, mm-hmm. and so I, what I wanted was to paint that picture, not to say that, that resilience is soft. There's nothing, nothing soft about it, but there is also nothing stiff and unbending about it. Mm-hmm. it you know, you think of a, a waddling, cute little penguin, and you think that doesn't seem very resilient, yet they can adapt to any climate, to any uh, environment that they're in. They are excellent at warding off predators because of, of their understanding of community. And these are all things that are mirrored in humanity. Mm-hmm. And, and so in other words, you know, as strong as we might be individually, we are way stronger with our community around us. And that's how we ward off, off predators um, in, in our own world. And so I wanted that image on there. And, and so it took a while for us to find the right one. But when we did, I went, that, that's it. That's it. Because it tricks the brain and you're not sure what you're looking at. And it, it just makes you think. It makes you kind uh, of dig in and, and wonder what, what, it's, what it's about. I love it. it. Creates that intrigue. 
And now everyone listening knows that it is a penguin and they can look for that (laughs) when they lean in and and look for your beautiful book. So I love that. So I'd love to to just see if, if we look back on our conversation a little bit, is there a tip or a piece of advice that you would give to our potential writer writers out there, those who are writing? Oh my gosh, my biggest tip is just start doing it. Mm. You will overthink it and overthink it in, in whatever way, whether it's the technical side of it, I don't know how to write or I'm not sure what to write or I haven't done enough of my research or homework or, you know, if it's, if it's nonfiction, I don't have a good, or a, I'm sorry, if it's fiction, I don't have a good enough story, put all that aside. Or if it's the emotional side, I'm afraid nobody's going to read it or, you know, I don't know that I have enough to say, just start writing. You'll figure out pretty quickly whether or not you have something to say. And if you don't write away, put it aside and come back to it because eventually Mm -hmm. you will. If you have the urge to write a book, it's because you've been feeling that tapping I was talking about for a long time. That means there's something there and you need to listen to it, lean into it, embrace it, and just do it. And eventually that flow will come. It just takes a little bit of warming up over time to get there. Mm, Beautiful. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate that. We are getting ready to go to our next commercial break. And as we do that, listeners, I want you to think about what are you feeling that urgency, that calling, that urge to bring forward? And how can you bring it forward one step? Perhaps it's carving out 10, 15, 20 minutes today to get your thoughts down, to start writing, to look at your calendar. Where can you build it in? One of the things Julie mentioned earlier is that intentional writing, carving out that time. What I have noticed in working with lots and lots of authors over the years is if you don't carve out time, you don't build it into your calendar, it's really hard to bring it forward because there's always things that will interrupt. There are always things that will pull your attention. So it's important if you're feeling this urgency, create room and space for it, carve out time to bring it forward to birth it. So as you enjoy these next two minutes, just for you, it's a great moment to write down some of your thoughts. Take a quick look at your calendar and we'll continue our conversation in just two minutes. Announcing a powerful new TV channel featuring programs designed to enhance and transform your life. Make powerful connections one program at a time. And by doing so, we can bring transformation to the world. Tune in each week to Empowered Connections TV as we add new programs to help you make empowered connections of your own. Visit EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. That's EmpoweredConnectionsTV.com. And make the most of an incredible life transformation. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed those two minutes and you looked at your calendar or you got an idea of something. You want to just start writing, start bringing it forward. I loved what Julie said, just start doing it. We were talking a little bit about behind the scenes, about how important it is to put something on the calendar, because otherwise it's so easy for time to fly by and another six months or it's the New Year's resolution again. And I found that the critical piece to actually making it a reality is setting, I love what she said earlier about setting a deadline 
this is when it has to be in and then reverse engineer it and commit time in your calendar to make that happen. Because we're the way we spend our time, our minutes, our hours, our days, our weeks adds up to where our time goes. <laughs> so be deliberate and mindful about that. Choose to carve out some time to bring forward those things that you were called to bring forward. Uh, one of the things I would love to also talk to Julie about today as an expert in resiliency, I'd love for you to share a tip or advice for our listeners out there that may be potentially reading your book. They This is the first time they're meeting you um, or they're really struggling. You know, I, I don't know how to how to be stronger, how to keep going. I'd love for you to just share a little bit about advice when somebody picks up your book that can help them. And for those of them, meanwhile, while they're waiting for your book, a tip or advice to support them in their resiliency. Of course. It all starts with the ability to believe that it can happen. And so confidence is actually a cornerstone of resilience. Now, that is also the thing that gets chipped away first when something happens that challenges our resilience. And so what I want people to understand going into reading this or, or even thinking about resilience is it's natural for us to feel like we can't do it. It's natural to feel powerless, out of control, and, and like this is something that's going to be so difficult we are just not sure we can quite make it. And to say well, just believe in yourself is trite. sounds trite <laughs> so, and, and not very helpful. So the way we get there is to start with our self-awareness. What is our deepest fears and how are we facing those? What is the worst case scenario in, this, in this, the situation that we're having to deal with? And if it's a matter of loss, of grief and of, of pain that is associated with loss, how can I sit in that emotion for a little while and let it be? In other words, how can I be mindful in my emotions at the moment allow them to be whatever they are, embrace them and say, you know, I don't like feeling this way, but I welcome it. This is, this is where I am. And to give that power and to really sit and think about what's going to, what, what it will propel me to that next step. And sometimes just sitting with that feeling is, is what's going to get us to that next place. The next thing we do once we've become aware of what those fears and those, those emotions are in, 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 that, in that self-awareness is to decide, well, what am I going to do with this? And so that's our mindset choice. Am I going to use to to propel me forward or am I going to allow it to stop me? That choice is not always available to us right away. I want to be very clear about that because I've I've seen people try to push through to that choice faster than they should, and and it just winds up confusing them. (laughs) And so Mm. there will be a moment that comes that says, now is the time to push forward. What are you going to do? And, And we have to make that choice. And sometimes that choice is as simple as getting out of bed. And the mindset says, I'm just going to choose that for today. Mm-hmm. And so breaking it down into really thinkable steps, <laughs> really, really digestible steps that we can, we can put our energy and our mindfulness behind and say, for this moment, here's what I'm going to choose to do. Beautiful. I love that. And I love the honoring of emotions because sometimes we shove them down or I'll deal with that later, but they come back mm-hmm. or they, they'll stop us at some point Always. in that giving that attention, but not getting lost in it, you know, giving it full attention, time processing is so powerful. Um, So I love that. And I think for anyone struggling out there, just kind of, you know, go deeper, be curious, see, even if it doesn't feel good to feel, allow it to come through, not get stuck 
And I love that really manageable steps, actions that we can take is really powerful too. And sometimes we make that step too hard, complicated, and then our confidence wanes and all of those things. So I like that very manageable step that can be taken. Any final tip or suggestion that you would give our listeners out there who are really looking at how do I keep going or they're feeling a little bit discouraged and are looking for, for some hope? I think the best, the best one line advice I have is allow other people to support you. Mm. Do not underestimate the power of community. And I, I write about it in the book. I talk about it a lot. And I would argue that, that resilience is nearly impossible without a community around you. Even if that community is two people, lean on it. And, and, and use that to your advantage. And remember that asking someone for help is honoring them. It is not, mm. it is not burdening them. It is honoring them. And so when we ask for help, what we are saying to the other person is, I honor you enough to put my vulnerability in your hands and ask you to help me in a moment that, I, that I'm in need. And that is one of the highest honors that we can, we can do to someone else. So never shy away from asking for your community for that support that you need to, to take the next step. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. And it's absolutely true. When when I have somebody reach out to me and entrust me in that space, I'm always deeply honored and hold them in such respect that they're willing to trust me mm-hmm. in a place that they're struggling or vulnerable. And I can actually do something to help. How amazing that feels. And I think we forget that. You're absolutely right. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I've really enjoyed yeah having you on the show today, sharing all about your powerful book, as well as these beautiful tips and insights to help us live in a more powerful, empowered, and resilient way. I would love for you to share how people can find your books, if you don't mind sharing the full title, where they can find it for anyone who doesn't have it yet. I want them to know how to get it, as well as what is the best way for people to connect in with you and follow you. Sure. It's Warrior Principles, Harnessing the Power of Resilience. And you can find it on Amazon, or you can just go to warriorprinciples.com. It's very simple, warriorprinciples.com, and everything is there. So links to buying the book, uh, timelines for releasing Audible edition, as well as my contact information. So pretty simple, warriorprinciples.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I appreciate that keeping it simple for us. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's a, a manageable step that we can take. So it's very on point. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. And then listeners, I wanted to share a couple of resources to support you as well. So one, those of you who are feeling that calling to bring your message forward, perhaps you're feeling it and that you are called to speak your message to share it in that way. So I wanted to share about something really special called the Speaker Talent Search. It's speakertalentsearch.com. This is part of our give back. It's a way that we help messengers, speakers, experts, leaders get on more stages like our shows and programs, as well as other experts and influencers, their programs, their stages and shows. So it's one application process, you have an opportunity for many, many stages. So I encourage you to lean into that speakertalentsearch.com. And then those of you who are called to write your message, to bring it forward and have questions or want to know next steps, I want to invite you to go to Emerging Author Series. It's plural, Emerging Author Series. 
com and you'll find a set of nine free ebooks with frequently asked questions, tips and ideas to support you, myths and truths about writing, publishing, um, how do I start, where do I bring it forward now that I've started, all those types of things that we have had people ask through the years. So we hope those tools support you in bringing your message forward. Because if you have that seed planted, I love that Julie was talking about this today, that means your message is needed. There's a reason. There's a purpose. So be persistent. Be resilient in exploring, carving out time to bring it forward. Because if you're feeling that prompting, it's because your information is needed. So lean in, keep writing, keep reading, and we hope that you have a beautiful and safe and happy holiday season and new year. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Author's Journey. Please join Rebecca Hall Greider for another edition of The Author's Journey podcast every Monday on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until we talk again, use some of the tips and inspiration from today's show to guide you as you lean in to bringing your message forward. 